Hi guys, it's Trevor Tolliver here and you're listening to the Blue Day podcast. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. Yes, folks, this is the Blue Day podcast. And for Chelsea fans everywhere, every day is a Blue Day. I am your host, Keith Lawrence, and welcome back this week. He's ready to let loose on all things Chelsea. Here's Milan Laukovic. Welcome back, Milan. How are things in paradise? Thank you, man. Thank you. It's been, um, it's been a while, isn't it? But yeah, all good here. All good here. Thank you. Well, good. Obviously, with you still being in Greece at the moment, you've obviously looked at Chelsea from afar. So we'll get cracking with it because although this is obviously what we want to talk about, we discussed it quite at length on Sunday after the Bournemouth game. Um, Five points from five games, one win in that in those five games. Um, New season. We've got a new manager. Seems to be the same old problems from last season. Where where do you stand on this situation? Because I saw on Twitter slash X, there's a lot of backlash, a lot of hoo-ha that even you saw and even you made sort of comments about after, after the game and even during the game about certain individuals. Where do you stand on it? Because there's a few people are now starting to maybe panic just a little bit and... We're not even in October yet. So what's your stance on how Chelsea are doing so far this season? Obviously, five points from uh, five games is not great, is it? But uh, I think people should not panic, but they definitely should be disappointed uh, with the with the way what's going on on the pitch at the moment. We don't look like we dominate the games. I, I know I thought the stats and people talk about stats recently that we create more chances and that, but it just doesn't look on the eye, do you know what I mean? Like we we are hurting the opposition, uh, even though we do create chances that if they were scored, if. But we don't play if, do you know what I mean? We can, uh, what, we're going to be speaking like that until the end of the season when the points, there's not going to be any more points to play for, so... It's difficult. Um, uh, there's always some pluses, but more minuses until now. Uh, uh, but yeah, don't be, uh, don't panic, but be disappointed definitely for the fans. I am. That, that's that's how I look at it anyway. If last season didn't happen, I don't think there would be such a hoo ha about this start to the season now. I think because of how bad it was last season. With the way that even whether whether it was the club being operated, boardroom downwards, whether it was the players not performing to their standards, whether it was the different managers, because bearing in mind there was a number of changes in the dugout last season, there just seems to be no. There's just to be no positivity in terms of results and performances and. When you look at players that have come in, we've spent a hell of a lot of money. I know people do keep harping on that, and I, I for one, have in terms of the the resulting factor, in terms of what are we getting with the money spent. 
are we getting a club where we're going to produce players that are going to be sold for profit? Are we just going to get results first? This is something that I think the club need to address before it's too late because at the moment, Chelsea fans at the end of the game against Bournemouth, some of them were booing. Now, I heard contrary reports from from individuals that were there. Some said that there wasn't there was hardly any booing. Others said that there was booing, but there was booing towards the team, not certain players, because there was a couple of social media handles, uh, again, on Twitter or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. that said that fans were booing Chilwell. That was nonsense. That turned out to be nonsense. So I think that there is there is a little bit of discontent amongst the Chelsea fan base. And the quicker the wins pick up, the quicker players start performing to their standards that we've seen either from international or from their previous clubs, then the scourge of last season will have gone. And I just feel that it's because of last season, because of how bad it was and how shite it was, people are putting two and two together and coming up with this equation, bearing in mind how this season has started. Um, the thing is, the previous season was actually going quite well, so there was a lot of excitement, that's why. So, suddenly then, obviously, injury to Nukuku, looks like, it was looking like formation had to change, but it didn't. Chilwell just went one position higher because obviously Mudrig is not trusted yet from the manager. You can see why. Uh, even though now he showed the glimpses, he he actually did okay. We spoke about this after the game. Did he do enough to start the next game? Probably not. But he can. He, he probably can start. Do you know what I mean? It depends what manager sees for the next game against Villa. Um, so, um, yeah, but uh, there was a lot of positivity in pre-season. Performances in pre-season were decent. But it's pre-season. And uh, just one guy in the QQ um, can't, can't make that much change to the team or to expectations. You know what I mean? Um, the club uh, is definitely not uh, the club that is going to win now straight away with the buyings that they did. You saw the interview during the week. They had to put the age down, uh, the average age of, of the spot down, and that's the way it went. So they did that. And now... Now you need to get best out of the players you have there. That's it. That's it. He needs time. He has injuries, swap injuries. Okay. A little bit of excuses, but now you've got Villa. What a game to back, bounce back to. Do you know what I mean? If you win that, a lot of positivity again. So um, hopefully that will be the case. But yeah, um, that is my view on it, to be honest. Are you concerned with the style of football that we're playing and players being playing in different positions because I've been to a couple of the games already this season. The Wimbledon one, I won't sort of put too much down to because there was changes and also it was a League Cup. But Liverpool, I thought we played really well in. The West Ham game, I thought we played the first half. We were outstanding. How we how we didn't come away with a win, I don't know. Even now against Bournemouth, first half was decent. Yeah. Sort of, uh, one new option, you know I mean, and then uh, the game changes. They open up a little bit, Bournemouth. We can hit them on the counter. And mm. we had uh, multiple counter attacks where the final ball wasn't great. Even the Cole Palmer chance, he passed to Sterling, sent him out wide. Yes. He waited a little bit. 
Now that could have been probably different. And then Ibrahim obviously still did really well, cut him the ball back. Goalkeeper made a great save. Raheem was unlucky with the free kick as well. So, uh, but yeah, second half wasn't good though. wasn't good. We could have won it, but we could have lost it as well in the second half. So, strange game. Yeah, the style of play though, the style of play is not, uh, at the moment, it's not nice on the eye, is it? And uh, especially, if there was a style of play and you're not winning, fans would be like, okay, you're playing nice football, results will come. But at the moment, that's not the case. So obviously, there's a lot of uh, lot of anger all over social media. Is, social media is that because when you look at it, Milan, that players have come in, we're not too sure what they're going to be about. They've they're coming to a new league. You know as well as I do, when a player comes into a new league, it's completely different. They're trying to to adjust. But because of the expectations at Chelsea and because of obviously with last season with what happened, is it because fans like ourselves are looking at the players going, you need to get the ball rolling quickly? But it's tough because they are young players. They're not players that have played in World Cups. They're not players that have played in Champions League finals. These are young blood. These are players that are going to hopefully, if Chelsea have their way, going to be here for the next 10 years. They haven't got that experience of, we'll get, we're here, let's, let's get going. It's going to take them time, especially if they've been used to playing in play, teams like Villarreal or Shakhtar, for example, Mudrik, who's played less than 80 professional games, or even in Ligue 1. It's surely got to be tough for these players so when performances aren't there, do we have to cut them a little bit of slack? Um, it's difficult, you know what I mean? Because um, young players, young player, okay, what is young player? Young player is 17, 18, 19, 20, you know what I mean? They have experience. These people have experience from top leagues. It's not like they come from a uh, from youth team or academy. Um, they come for big money. So, okay, you... You're probably not going to hit the ground running straight away. I look at Doku, Doku from uh, Man City. They bought him. Straight away, he looks like the, one of the best wingers in the, in the league. You know what I mean? Greenish will have a hard time going back to that team. Um, he's fantastic. So, uh, I think, obviously, it's easier to come back to... I mean, it's easier to come to City's team than our team at the moment. It's, uh, uh, not poor team because they're in Champions League, but uh, a lower team than Barcelona. He looks great. Um, so, <laughs> Callum Hudson Odoi, that's unbelievable for Nottingham Forest, Rosenborg. You know what I mean? So, at the moment, it looks like it's just not clicking. Um, but I don't expect anything else at the moment. It's, too, it's so many players, you've got injuries. Mm. Uh, how can it click? How many times did they put 11? Uh, players, uh, same team, you know what I mean, in the games. When you win, you don't change the team. But at the moment, you change the team all the time because we're not winning. You're looking for something or injury happens or this and this and that. Um, obviously, Colwell playing left-back, maybe Kilwell was away. They tried something on the international break in training. It was working, so they put him there. Um, Colwell is a centre-back, but then you've got Thiago Silva, so, who you dropped, you know what I mean? This is up to the manager. 
But yeah, I'll probably I'll probably like um, Silva and Colville and obviously Chilwell because we don't have another left back. But Matzen, Matzen uh, is knocking on the door probably as well. So, um, but let's see. Yeah. Maybe it needs to improve. It needs to improve quickly because the the other teams are running away. If we wanna, you know, just be in the Champions League or whatever. But and still, is... uh, still early days. It's good that it's still early days. People are gonna come back from injuries. So. And this is this is the thing that people, some people, haven't really looked into or haven't really realised is the fact that pretty much for over twelve months we haven't had a, a, a game where we've picked our strongest eleven. We haven't had a game whereby mm. all eleven players that we could pick that are the strongest, like James at right back and Cuckoo left wing, maybe Sterling or somebody else. Maybe even Brozier up front rather than Jackson. I, I think Brozier, you know, I personally believe he's more suited to the Premier League than Jackson. But we haven't. Yeah, but it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while oh, until gotcha. he gets uh, back to you know his fitness and everything. Yes, been out for ages. Match fitness or while long time. Yes, but we haven't had a, a chance to evaluate Chelsea or evaluate Pochettino with our strongest 11. We've always had either one long injury or two short-term injuries, one long and three short. The injury list has always been quite big over the last year or so. A couple of people are commenting about that. A few people are talking about maybe it's the medical department. Maybe they're not doing their jobs properly. They may be sort of mm. assessing players and they're not assessing them properly, whereby they may be taking them back too early. Happen. Nonsense, Where nonsense, do you, you know? as a yeah. former player, have you ever seen that before, or do you think that no, there nonsense. is something in that? End of the day, it's always up to the player. He gives you green light. The physio gives you green light, but if you tell the physio that you're fine, then what 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 can physio do? Do you know what I mean? What else can they do? Like they they give you a program, you do the program with them. It's if it's six weeks, it's seven weeks. If you come back earlier and you tell them that you're feeling better, then is that? It's on you. It's not on physios. Do you know what I mean? The 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 care that they do there at Chelsea, the physios, is definitely not medical department. Uh, so um, they do a fantastic job there. I know a lot of people there, so uh, it's definitely not them. Uh, they get you right um, in a great shape, and you're ready to come back to training. But if it's the case, if player comes back a little bit earlier, it's because the player said he's ready and he's fine and he did all the testing before he can come back to the first team training, to the pace and everything. So this is nonsense if people speak like that. And there are a There's number of... A lot of work done before you can go back training with the first team. They don't just put you there because you feel no pain anymore, do you know what I mean? Like, it's a process. Well, what's it like as a player then? Because if you've suffered from a long-term injury or a recurrence of a short-term injury that's come back, what's it like for that particular player and what's the process for that player to get back into the first team or get back to at least training with the first team? Uh, it, it depends. Sometimes it's uh, because uh, you're trying to protect the one leg, you're starting to use your different parts of the body more and uh, that, that goes, you know what I mean? Uh, so... Um, when you, uh, for example, if you do your hamstring, you've got a program, four or five, depends on the uh, on the injury. If you've got grade one, grade two, grade three, obviously that's uh, 
quite big, big one. Maybe sometimes it's uh, with the operation, like hurricane hub. Um, so yeah, then you strengthen your hamstrings. You do the work with the physios, uh, with the strength conditioning coach, and then you're outside and you're doing the work there. So it gets you ready to come back uh, to training with the first team, the tempo and everything, the fitness. First, you're running alone, you're doing stuff alone, and when you feel ready, you speak to the physio and you're ready to come back. But as I said, everything has a plan. It's a process to come back training. And you look at, again, with our injury list, you look at the likes of James. People are now questioning whether or not James is going to play at that elite level or whether he's going to be the old Reese James because of the amount of injuries he's had. There's talks about him being linked with the likes of City and Real Madrid again. Some Chelsea fans who I've spoken to um, online or some have actually contacted the podcast have said probably it's time to cut the cord and let loose, get as much money out of him as possible, and then we can start again. Where do you stand on this? Because James, it seems, over the last 12 to 24 months has been injury-prone, do we look to sell him on or do we say, listen, he's our captain, he's one of our best players or if not the best player, we need to keep him at all costs despite the fact that he's been constantly injured for throughout the last couple of years? It's nonsense. How can people want to sell the captain? Like, is this crazy or what? Do you know what I mean? Like, how can even someone think that? Well, because of the injuries. So what? People have injuries, man. Many people have injuries. Sometimes people have more injuries, some people less. This is just, uh, sometimes it's luck. Sometimes it's, uh, as we said, thinking that, okay, now I'm ready. But the game is completely different than training. You do some crazy movement, somebody gives you a bad pass, you overstretch, your muscle is not flexible enough yet. Like, everything comes to it. As I said, you, you protecting yourself a little bit in training, but then the game is different. You have to sprint straight away, multiple sprints in a row. I don't know. So, but all, as I said before, Reese James, every time he comes back, it's because he's ready. It's not because he come back early or because this is okay. If it's Champions League final and you take a painkiller uh, injection, this is different. And then for your ankle, you don't, you definitely don't do it with the hamstring because he's a, he's a runner, he's a sprinter. He needs uh, to have them strong and he does. That's the, I've seen obviously clips. But he does work off the pitch uh, in the gym to definitely be in the best shape he can. So if if he comes back, then uh, obviously I'm sure they're looking at it uh, at Chelsea, and uh, he might take another extra week now uh, to get it done. Get it done. And if he comes back again, then it does. Do you know what I mean? This is life. Like obviously uh, you wouldn't want that, but. I'm sure everybody's looking deep into it, why this is happening, and they're doing um, the best they can to strengthen him up and uh, so he can be obviously involved because he's one of the best right-backs in, in, uh, in England. And obviously Chelsea captain, so we need him. In terms of players, and in, when we're looking at, for example, our new, our new midfield. We've got Lavia, who is injured. Caicedo came back from international duty injured. He, hopefully, he'll be back by the, the weekend. You've got Enzo Fernandez, who seems to be playing in a more advanced role. But he's somebody that perhaps he doesn't look like, for me, doesn't look like somebody who's going to be scoring 
10 to 15 goals a season. Where do you see in the midfield area that we can find the goals? Is it still from out wide? Because obviously when you was at Chelsea, we had the likes of Lampard. We had the likes of even Essien coming up with a couple of goals or even Balak. The last, say, proper number 10 we had that, or a creative midfielder we had that would unlock defences and score goals was Cesc Fabregas. We haven't really had that particular midfielder since. Yeah, but it was not 10. It was deep line playmaker. No, but he... Fabregas is deep line playmaker. He was more of an eight, wasn't he? But in terms of some uh, a midfielder that can come up from deep to score goals, do you feel that Enzo is that particular player or do you feel that that's another area that we need to strengthen on, even though we've spent a hell of a lot of money to try and strengthen the, the squad? I think it's more Gallagher, do you know what I mean? He's been scoring right. in, uh, on loan and that. Uh, he's that type of player, box-to-box. Uh, Enzo is deep-line playmaker for me, and Cancedo is the one who is ball-winning midfielder. So, um, But then you need to find the balance. Cole Palmer, probably number 10, with Sterling uh, on the right, Mudrig on the left, or however you want to put them. Um, when the Kunku comes back, uh, that's another option. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely thinking another striker will come probably in the number 10 position as well, a player. But midfield is packed. Uh, I think that's, uh, that's fine. When everybody is back as well, defense is maybe overpacked. Um, uh, so yeah, there's still imbalance, uh, in the squad, um, imbalance. Sorry. Uh, in the squad. So, uh, yeah, that'll be probably fixed in January. One small thing that uh, came to light yesterday that um, caught my interest, and this is when I was speaking to a couple of Arsenal supporters, um, it must be a dry spell in the press because they obviously it's the silly rumours come up now and there's obviously transfer speculation. There was talk uh, yesterday, don't know whether you've seen it, Milan, on, on the socials, but Chelsea uh, apparently linked with Aaron Ramsdale from Arsenal, all because of the incident against Everton on Sunday. All of a sudden now he's now been linked yeah. with a move away. Obviously, because of the way we are at the moment, we're linked with him. Do you think that this is a genuine interest or do you just think it's somebody pie in the sky thinking, again, putting two and two together and coming up with 80? Yeah, who knows? Obviously, Chelsea is well known to looking for a keeper. I think the Porto keeper is the one that we should probably get. But then Sanchez was really good uh, the other day. Sanchez was played well before. against Bournemouth, yeah. Yeah, but, but he wasn't so good uh, the other games, you know what I mean? So, uh, the other guy uh, needs to get a chance as well, uh, the Serbian. Um, he looks quite decent as well, obviously, from the clips I've seen. But, obviously, until he gets the chance, we won't know. But, Ramsdale, I think, obviously, is uh, it's his Arsenal keeper. And uh, I think that's just, obviously, with what happened, uh, the madness going on in the paper. Folks, we interrupt this show by uh, wanting to tell you about our sponsor, Manscaped. We are delighted Manscaped are part of the Blue Day podcast. They have the tools for your family jewels. You don't want smelly nuts. You want to impress your wife, your girlfriend, or, in fact, your mistress. Well, look no further than Manscaped. Yes, folks. Manscaped are back, the best in male grooming. Manscaped are committed to helping men around the world walk and talk with some swagger this season with the best grooming tools on the market. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and enjoy this exclusive offer. 
20% off plus free shipping with the promo code BDP. That's Blue Day Podcast. Promo code BDP at manscaped.com. Don't neglect your beautiful self and get right this year with Manscaped. With this offer, you will get the slickest version of the Performance Package 4.0, the perfect package that will deal with your package. It comes with the Lawnmower 4.0, equipped with skin-safe technology to minimize nicks and cuts for your nuts. It also comes with the Crop Reviver Groin Spray. I can tell you from experience, this has taken my confidence into the bedroom to a whole new level. Not only do I smell good, but it also helps out in terms of the bedroom department as well. Want something you don't mind showing that's special someone in your life? Look no further than the Manscaped Boxers 2.0. These are without a doubt the best boxers for men of all ages. I can confidently say I'll never go back to cotton boxer briefs after wearing these. Once again, folks, Manscaped supports the Blue Day podcast so much that they provided an exclusive offer for our listeners. That is you, by the way. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code BDP at manscaped.com that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com use the code BDP feel like yourself again and take charge of your life with Manscaped your balls will thank you for it now with the five games played um, or including the Wimbledon one we we have to point that out so in terms of the players that have come in or players that are look to be in Pochi's uh, good books. Which players for you have been impressive and which players would you say needs to step up a little bit or perhaps have disappointed you a little bit so far this season? I want to be positive only. So uh, Sterling has been really bright uh, in the few games of play now. He nearly scored as well uh, with the free kick, uh, snatched that one chance, but he's been bright and back to what we saw at Man City. So if he keeps... uh, carrying on with that, uh, then the goals will come for sure and uh, assist for him as well. And then other players will grow with the confidence as well because that that's what happens, obviously, with wins. OK, I'm going to say disappointed still with Modric, but he did OK uh, against Bournemouth. So if he gets a chance against Villa, even if he's coming on, just make an impact. You know what I mean? 10, 15, 20 minutes, that's how you earn another minutes in the, uh, in the next game. And the manager... If you come on and you do nothing, of course you're not going to come on next game because you didn't change the game. You didn't do anything. Manager is putting you there to make an impact. So if you don't make an impact, someone else needs to get a chance or, or probably will. Do you know what I mean? Like people say, oh, he needs games, he needs games. No, no, he doesn't need games. He needs games if he deserves the games. That's it. It's done. It's, it's simple as that. You don't just put someone in because they need games. No, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that, I'm afraid. And uh, who else? Um... Conor Gallagher, really good, huh? Really good few for uh, first uh, five games. Captain the other day, he's been really good. Uh, unlucky with uh, not scoring. I still have Mudrick. He was passing to Colwell as well, so that wasn't a pass to Gallagher. <laughs> he was uh, yeah, when Mudrick yeah. made the chance. Actually, he was passing to Colwell and Gallagher got into the good position. But still, at least on, on the stats, uh, it looks like he made a good chance. So if he scored, that would be great. But yeah. Him and uh, just Connor and Sterling, to be honest, they've been they've been good. So obviously he's he's great, and um, 
other uh, others you know, so that's the situation now. and do you think it's a slightly a bit unfair that people are commenting that Poch is perhaps this will sound crazy but obviously with the way Chelsea have been run the last 12 months anything's possible there's tall fans amongst socials talking about Pochettino saying that this guy's not the right person he's not getting a tune out of the team now all this nonsense he's not though he's not yeah he's not getting the tune out but you see in his interviews says they know what they're doing he spoke about the project I think behind the scenes obviously people are backing him unless we lose all the games he'll be there do you know what I mean it's a project so uh Let's see end of the season or after, I don't know, 10, 15, 15 games. You've got the cup competitions. Um, so, yeah, uh, injuries coming back, as we said. And then I think he will be judged more. At the moment, I'm not even judging. It's no point. It's no point. Well, again, it's not we... point. We're all disappointed. You know what I mean, OK, we should be beating Bournemouth, but it is what it is. And we've already established that we can't really judge him yet because he's not had a full strength team to choose. He's not had and all players yeah, yeah. to choose. Well, so. still in balance, do you know what I mean? So January, another window, okay. I think people, some people will leave. Maybe something comes up. Obviously, maybe striker, as we said. So who knows? Milan, before we finish, we've got... Just want to sort of get your thoughts on the upcoming games that uh, that is coming up. We've got Aston Villa on Sunday that we've already sort of briefly mentioned. Very tough team. They've got some very good players, some quick players as well. So that'll be an interesting test. We then got Brighton in the EFL Cup, and then we've got Fulham on the second of October away at Craven Cottage. We lost to them last time out. It, uh, last season with William scoring one of the goals. In them three games, what are you hoping, predicting? Where do you see perhaps Chelsea picking up the next win from out of those games or even further afield? It doesn't get easier, does it? No, three it really doesn't. tough games, man. <laughs> three really tough games. Um, obviously, I'm hoping to win all three, yeah? Imagine that. Confidence would be high. Everybody would be speaking very positive because these three games, you can win all three, but you can definitely lose all three, uh, especially with the ways, uh, uh, with the way everything is going at the moment. But uh, I hope we expect unexpected and quite uh, a difficult game. The way they play, the way they control the ball and uh, off the ball, they like wolves, you know, chasing. It's fantastic the way they set up with the, with their manager. Uh, Fulham is a London derby. So, but hopefully we will be, um, listen, we are a better team than uh, Fulham, yeah? So we should be beating them, but it's a London derby. We're not in a great situation, so anything can happen. And the Villa, whew, Villa will be high after, obviously, their result. And, uh, but what a game to, obviously, turn everything around, you know what I mean? Get a win and the fans, uh, fans will be buzzing. Well, let's just hope there is, because uh, <laughs> with the way things are going, I don't want to hear... I'm going three out of three. Three wins. Three, wins. three out of three. three yeah. I love the optimism, Milan. I really do. Not <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> hey, you never know. Jackson might score in all three. Maybe. Yeah. Why not? Hopefully, man. Maybe, maybe. But we hope you've enjoyed t today's show. We're going to obviously look at the Chelsea Villa game on Sunday. We, um, 
We'll obviously look to review that next time out. We'll obviously maybe even review the Brighton game as well. Um, if you want to uh, see Milan on Twitter, he is very vocal on Twitter, but he is very good as well. Find him on Twitter at Milan Lavkovic. Find us uh, uh, as well at the Blue Day Pod on Twitter. Find hit Milan on Instagram where he is currently in paradise at the moment, enjoying the, yeah. the fine drinks and the fine, and the, and the fine water. Find him on Instagram at Milan Laukovic, plus find ourselves at the Blue Day Podcast. And if you are looking to find us on Facebook, we are at facebook.com slash the Blue Day Podcast. We also would, would like to thank our sponsors for the show as well in Fanatics and Manscaped. If you're looking to, to organize yourself in the male grooming department, find us on our socials and we will give you more information on these fantastic sponsors. But I have been Keith Florence. He's been Milan Laukovic. Keep the blue flag flying, folks. Stay safe and carefree.